Flesh time long time. 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 There, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. And Richie, our interview series marches on. Our interview series is hotter than, uh, you know, the Dominican Republic in July, I've uh, that's <laughs> which is pretty hot because, you know, that's usually when I can go. I get good airfare. But uh, it's it's rolling. We're doing a lot of good things here with these interviews. And uh, we got Desi Relifant, who played on the Mets in 2001. He was a utility guy. He told us about his pitching. Uh, if you remember, he pitched one game against the Padres and was throwing gas. And uh, the guy is just... Just an absolute beast, a great guy, uh, and and a big rap fan, too. So uh, everybody buckle up your seatbelts and get on the Desi Relifant roller coaster. It's leaving now. Uh, Desi, f- first things first, uh, we always take a special interest in what guys do when they're done playing baseball and have had success in a second career as the founder of uh, Six Hole Records based in Jacksonville. What what got you into that, and and what's been your uh, favorite part of being part of the recording business? Well, um, what got me into 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 the in the music business was basically just a, a love for it, um, and and in particular hip hop. You know, that, that's my generation. Um, but it was, you know, it came to a point where where listening just wasn't enough. Um, I had. Uh, I had a group here in town, a group of friends, you know, who had been practicing, doing their thing, and basically just they were getting better. And um, I liked what they were doing. Uh, they had a buzz. Um, and just from a hip-hop standpoint, you know, they were a dope group. So I felt like, um, you know, I kind of I wanted with them um, that I could kind of interject into the, the music business some, you know, some much-needed, you know, creativity and, you know, just overall dopeness. And at the same time, give myself, uh, you know, throw my hat in the, uh, you know, in the business sector from, you know, from the music standpoint. Yeah, Desi, let me ask you a question. Did, uh, you know, so you you got into uh, hip hop music. Have you ever worked with any former players, any teammates of yours? Have, does anybody have enough flow to uh, to to jump on a track and and do something dope? <laughs> You know, there I you know, there was a couple cats that that I played with that were um you know, no, nobody was serious at the time. Like there was nobody who was really trying to trying to do something, you know what I'm saying, like make an album. I think it could have been something that took off. Um but I'm a purist man, so a lot of guys, um, they don't they don't like the type of hip hop that I vibe to. I'm you know, more of an underground, more of a conscious kinda hip hop dude. I don't you know, I'm not I don't like the mainstream stuff, you know, the drugs and the you know, the hoes and the guns and you know, talking about cars and houses and whatnot. Um that's not that's not my brand. So a lot of the guys are on that tip and I wasn't and am not. So um but to answer your question, there was one player guy that um remember Khalil Green played oh, yeah. shortstop for yeah. Khalil Green was real quiet, you know, he's doing self and real, real you know, super private dude, but I don't know if a lot of people knew that he was a hip hop head and he had, you know, he had a flow like Khalil Karan. And 
you know, we talked a little bit, but nothing ever manifested. Uh, but um, I would have, I like this, I like this style. I think I would have liked to work with Khalil. So if you were to, you talk about like conscious hip hop, or are you like the, are you trying to be like the Talib Kweli style? Well, not, you know, not trying to be like, that's just where our head is. I mean, we, you know, we respect the, we respect the culture of hip hop. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not a money making thing. Like we did this, you know, because we love it. Like we like our music. We do the music that we do because we like it. Uh, we hope you like it. Uh, but it's not. You know, not necessarily for everyone, um, especially in the hip-hop community. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, they don't want to listen to words. <laughs> you don't have to think too much. So, you know, they, they want to hear a beat, they want to dance, and um, that's cool. You know, I, I don't hate on that because there's a time and place, but if I'm going to pollute my ears, I, I want it to be something positive more times than not. Yeah, I really respect that. And, you know, like switching over to the, the Mets real quick, have you heard any of Jose Reyes's rap records? And what do you think of his uh, his musical ability? You know what? I haven't heard. I saw like a year or so ago, I saw a video. I mean, it may have been the first video he did or something. Um, it wasn't bad. You know, it, it was a little flashy and blingy for me. But, it was, you know, I, I can respect it. I, I mean, I respect anybody who has a passion for something and they follow it. Um, you know, so many times as athletes, you know, they put us in a box and, you know, most people expect us to just, hey, be, you know, play baseball or, or play football and, and do what you're supposed to be here to do where, you know, I mean, you know, we're here to do more than, than just play ball. So I, I like to see athletes, um, you know, find themselves, you know, in, in other ways. Absolutely, man. And I tell you, like, when on the baseball field, you had a ton of success there. One thing that you were so good at is, is just versatility, able to play a ton of positions. Do you think that's something that we don't see as much in baseball with just such a, such a specialization with guys really only to play, you know, one different position? Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I could have maybe argued that differently because I think now, um, I think that kind of a player, like the kind of player I was, the guy who can do, um, you know, he can do whatever's called for on a baseball field. You know, outside of you know hitting the ball 500 feet, um, you know, I could, you know, I could do what was called for and do it from from you know from multiple positions. So I think that's a special skill that, uh, regardless of the era of baseball that you're in, it's going to work. And I, I think that guy will always, that guy will always have a spot and. You know, he may not necessarily get paid for it, you know, for his worth, but a you know, coach loves that guy, you know, and no matter what era. He loves the guy. He can just, hey, oh, dude, somebody went down here. I can throw this guy in. Relevant, I need a center fielder. Relevant, I need a second baseman. <laughs> and he's good with it. You know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a positive thing. So I, I, think, I think even with specialization, the guy being able to move around, uh, play the game and understand the game from different perspectives, uh, I think that's always a positive. Well, here's a little bit of trivia for you about yourself. Do you know the two positions, the only two positions you never played in the major leagues? I do. Um, that would be first base and catcher. That's right. Desi for the yeah, pitcher. Yeah. The, I love Desi for yeah, the pitcher. I love Desi for the pitcher, too. When you, when, you were like thrown, when you were thrown for the Mets in 2001 in that one game against the Padres, and be honest here, were any of the starting pitchers intimidated because you threw harder than them? 
you know what? I don't I don't know if they were intimidated, but I I did feel a little I felt I did feel a little bit of hate. You know what I'm saying? There was some hate in the clubhouse around that time. Like it was you know, the dudes was like, yo, like what you trying to do? I'm like, I'm trying to take your job. <laughs> no, but it was not the actually most of the guys were really cool and um they were impressed. You know, impressed enough to where Bobby um, Bobby Valentine had me start throwing some bullpens um, to kind of get my arms synced up to make sure that my mechanics weren't good. I wasn't going to blow out if they had to throw me out there again. So I was working with Charlie Huff in the bullpen, and I actually got up in the bullpen a couple times later that year. So um, I think I, I, I had a pretty good showing. That's awesome. I mean, having the ability to throw it on the mound, man, is is great. And you had – you played in a bunch of different, a uh, few different teams. You played both in Philadelphia and New York, two cities that are known for having uh, fans that are that are passionate and sometimes a little too passionate. What was your impression of uh, kind of the, the fan bases in the cities, both in uh, Philly and New York? Okay, well, first of all, I'm 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 lucky to a degree that I played in Philly first um, because I don't know how to say it, but it sucked. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, no, really, like, the people there were just, I mean, they were brutal for no reason. You know what I mean? I can understand, hey, you know, you're scuffling a little bit, this, that, and the I get it. It's a part of the game. You know, they expect a little bit from you. You're getting a lot of money. You're playing ball. You know, hey, do your job. I get it. But they, were just, they go overboard for nothing. You know, they, they just right. they want to go boo, and, you know, they want to talk bad about your family and, you know, go over the top. And I, I can get it. I can talk as much trash as anybody. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, at, at that point, I can't do it. I'm not in the right, you know, <laughs> it's not the right situation for me to come out of my bag and, you know, and be the jokesters. But, you know, now you got, you know, 12-year-old kids telling you you suck and this, that, and the third. It just, it it it, it was tough, but it made the rest of my, my big league career a cakewalk. And even going to New York right afterwards, um... I know at first I started off a little slow, like my first 10 at bats that year. I was, I, they were all pinch hits. I was 0 for 10. Um, you know, fans were like, who is this guy? He sucks. Why do we have him on the team? You know, blah, blah, blah. And um, it didn't bother me. That's just what happened. But then I got a chance to play and do some things. It turned out it was a good story. But um, to this day, you know, I get a lot of respect in New York. You know, people still recognize me sometimes when I'm there. And um, I love New York fans. Like, I only was there for a year. Uh, I, I, you know, I wish I was able to stay longer. But um, I don't know. It feel, it, I, I feel like I have a stronger tie there than a lot of the teams I played for. And I was only there, you know, that was my shortest stint. Yeah, I mean, New York fans are definitely passionate. I'll tell you, I mean, uh, we asked this question to everybody. But did you see a difference between Mets fans and Yankee fans? Because we think that Yankee fans are the most obnoxious, obnoxious scumbags we've ever met. Uh, and that Mets fans are salt of the earth, classy guys. And I wanted to know if you felt, that, you know, if if you saw if you saw some of that yourself. Are you trying to you trying to bait me right now? Like, uh, but hey, I, hey, I, I'll I'll take the bait. I could definitely, I I definitely saw a difference. I mean, it was like, I mean, they were these guys. They're rude. They're, you know, like you said, obnoxious. I can remember when, you know, we do the the subway series and we're going back and forth. You know, we take the buses and we're pulling up the Bronx to the, you know, to the stadium, Yankee Stadium. And, I mean, there's people lined up on the outside. I mean, they're flicking us off. They're shooting, you know, they're mooning us. 
you know, throwing stuff at the bus. I'm like, I mean, I mean these are these are these are like grown adults. <laughs> Man, I just, I, you know, like, these are grown adults, and they, you know, they just, you know, the emotions just overtake them, and they, you know, they, you know, they fight people in the stands. You can't go in there with another. Yeah, you know, hey, this, you know, it's 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 a tough place to watch a game if you're not a Yankee fan. Absolutely, and. One thing, Desi, I've always been curious with is you had the opportunity to play out in Colorado. Everyone talks about Coors Field and hitting in Coors Field. Like when you first, obviously you played there a bit on the road, but when you first got there, was it noticeable like when you were hitting the ball that it just carried that much more? Um. Okay, first and foremost, like my career never like really went how I wanted it to. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you like right now with the Colorado um, because you know, I had a few teams to pick from that off season as a free agent, and I wanted to go there because I was going to be able to play more. I had more playing time opportunity, and I get to hit in the light air of course Field, right? Like this is a you know it's a it's a it's a win win. Except you know I didn't know that was the first year that they started using a humidor. Oh wow! For the baseball. Yeah. Oh man, I remember yeah. I remember that. So, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. And I'm thinking I'm gonna go there and, you know, hit twenty. Okay, now now <laughs> now you gotta now it's just a big field with heavy balls. And it wasn't like it wasn't like the old course field, so I mean it's still carried, but I'm you know, I'm not a power guy in the first place. But it just that year was like the beginning of the end. So yeah, it's kind of a sore spot. Next question. <laughs> 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 well, uh, back to the back to the good stuff, the New York stuff. Uh, you know, you you play with a lot of characters. Who who are some of your favorite teammates on the Mets? Favorite teammates on the Mets? Oh man, Lenny Harris was just one of the funniest dudes. You know, he's an OG, been around forever, knew everybody, kind of knew everything. Um, confidant, real cool cat. Um, then you had um, you know you had quirky guys like Mark, uh, you know, Lighter. Um, I mean, Al Leiter, um, funny dude. Um, yeah, it was a good group. I mean, everybody's a character kind of in their own way, you know, in the big leagues. That was, you know, it's one of the things I miss is just kind of being around guys and, um, and you know, just, you know, just experiencing everybody's personalities and, and how silly they are and just how much, how much we're just, we're kids at the Dude. end of the day. We're just boys. Oh, yeah, of course. Do you have any good uh, Turk Wendell stories? No, I, you know, no, nothing real. You know, but Turk had kind of, kind of calmed down at that end towards the end of his career, and he wasn't doing all the, all the crazy stuff that he was doing before. You probably heard anyone that I could tell you, but my own personal Turk story, and when it kind of, when kind of pissed me off, we, I told you before that I got up to go in a game. I was in the bullpen in Philly. Like this is a year after I come from Philly, so I'm gonna get the pitch against the Phillies. Like, right. I go to the bullpen, like, I'm excited. Like, I'm in the bullpen, warming up, and Turk's on the mound. He's scuffling a little bit, and they get a call to the bullpen, and he, um, you know, Bobby says, hey, you know, you're going in. If you doesn't get this out, you're in. So I'm getting excited. He says, and this guy, you know, this bum, throws a, throws a double play ball and gets out of the inning. So I don't get the pitch. <laughs> And then, then he threw his yeah, glove into the crowd. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my Turk Wendell story. He, he, he shaded me on some playing time. <laughs> that's wild stuff, man. But, so, Desi, can we, 
can we find your uh, the your label online? Well, the label I haven't. You know, what I'm saying I the, the label is now defunct. I haven't put out records in about four or five years. Um, I went through this like this crazy little. I don't know. We were gonna get sued or some craziness was going on, and it was kind of. Um, it was the beginning of the end as far as the record as, as far as the uh, the record company is concerned. But um, so no more music, at least not new music. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of it's uh, it sucks. I really, really, really enjoy doing the music thing. But now that the 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 games changed so much with technology, um, record labels um, really. There's really not a need for them these days. Everybody can produce at home and, you know, put up their own websites and sell their own music without, you know, without the middleman. So, um, you know, it's uh, that part of it's kind of dying out a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, Desi, we, you know, we really appreciate you taking the time. You've given us, you know, more than we could have ever asked for. Uh, if you're ever up in New York, you know, we'd love to grab a beer and talk some trash about the Phillies some more. So, you know. Keep us posted. Actually, in New York next month um, for a couple of days, um, the Major League Baseball alumni uh, Legends for Youth dinner um, is is in New York at this place called the Capital 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 or something. Um, yeah, big dinner. They do it every year. Uh, they give out some awards and they honor people, and it's a real cool time. So I'll be up there for just for a couple of days, though. I got a got a busy schedule here over the next month. A lot of travel, so um, I will be in New York for a couple of days. Oh, very cool. Well, uh, that's awesome, and uh, you know, looking forward to it. So uh, we'll talk to you soon, and and have a good one. You too, guys. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks, Desi. thanks a lot. And we're back. Richie, great stuff. I really liked, listen, I mean, Desi was incredibly candid, spot on, spot on about the Phillies and the Yankees fans. But quite frankly, that's an unbelievable interview. Couldn't be more pleased that the guy came on and he really shot it straight. Yeah, and you know what? I had a feeling that that Khalil Green character had some flow, like the run DMC. So uh, very good on that front. And uh, thanks again to Desi. You're uh, you're a great guy. I hope we can come up to uh, New York soon, have a couple pops with us, and talk some more trash about uh, the state of Philadelphia. So uh, that's all we got for you today. And next week, we will have our next guest, who is TBD, uh, until Gene makes some calls and sends some texts out. And uh, But, you know, it'll be good. It'll be a surprise. We'll talk to you guys soon.